Hi, everybody. I'm Sherry Falco, and I'm coming to you from New York. And this is The Grace Chronicles. And today we have an amazing guest. Her name is Zoe. And she's coming to us from Taiwan today. And um, she has, her story is a story about how she grew to know that she has a loving father in heaven. So... Hi, uh, Dr. Falco. I'm very happy that I get to be on your podcast. Well, we're happy to have you. It's it's around, it's just a little after 10 a.m. here in New York. What time is it over there in Taiwan? It's 11 p.m. here. So thank you for so much for staying up late <laughs> to be with us. Anything interesting going on in Taiwan that we should know about these days? Um, it's very humid. Very. <laughs> so what's the, was, what's the temperature over there? Well, it, it has been pretty warm here. Like last week, I just felt like, I was like, oh my gosh, this really feels like summer here. Mm. <laughs> so the temperature just kind of go up and down. Um, one day you're feel, feeling, okay, I guess the winter is here. And the next day is like sunny and hot. <laughs> pretty much the same over here. Oh, really? Um, okay. So let's get into your story. Um, because you have a very, you have a really amazing story. And so when we were, we were talking earlier, you told me that you grew up uh, in a single parent family and in Taiwan. So yes. can you just tell us a little bit about your childhood and what happened? Yes. Um, so I grew up in Taiwan and um, I was born and raised here until 12 years old. I moved to the States. Um, but I grew up in a single family household with my mom. Uh, when I was little, um, I remember it was mainly um, my mom mom and me, we would stay home alone. And my dad didn't like to come home very often because um, my mom and my dad, they got into fights a lot. And so in my childhood memory, I remember I was often feeling kind of fearful because of mm -hmm. their fight. And so when my mom, uh, she decided to move out of the house, I actually... I felt kind of glad inside because I, I just felt a relief that I didn't have to face, you know, all the dramas at home. Well, that's, I don't know if that's a common reaction. I think most kids want their parents together, but you, you felt this just relief when your dad left. So there would be peace, I guess. Right. Yeah. Because, um, I still get to meet with my dad. Um, mm. can, but, um, my mom and I, we, we just moved out of the house and I just felt like a sense of peace because I didn't have to see them fight. Um, and I think there was, were, were, I think there was just constant tension at home. Yeah. I could feel the vibe. And, yes. and what did you, what did you think about yourself? I mean, like, how did you feel about yourself at that point, Zoe? 
Um, I think, yeah, I think also in my life, I really struggled a lot with liking myself. I always mm -hmm. felt like I was, you know, I didn't like myself. People didn't like me, you know, and I was like ugly, you know, just oh. growing up, I, I feeling a lot of them. And I thought that was common. I thought that was like, you know, a lot of other people around me, they felt the same. But that was pretty much how I, I felt growing up. Wow. So you didn't like yourself and you thought everybody else didn't like themselves either. So, wow. <laughs> um, so what, so you're in Taiwan and just let me know, because I don't know much about Taiwan. So what is the makeup? What is the religious, like the faith community like? I mean, what is the main faith there in Taiwan or is there one? Mm -hmm. um, I think in Taiwan, just um, Buddhism is uh, okay. the biggest yeah, religion, but there's like Tao, Taoism and all kinds of mix. I think people here, they just worship, you know, all kinds of gods and they just okay. go to different temples and, you know, try to get like a blessing, you know, from the temple. And um, yeah, but also there are a lot of families, they, they don't worship any gods okay. so yeah so there's some mix but a lot of uh, buddhists here so what was your view of god at that point were you a buddhist or what i mean what did you uh, believe in yeah so so it's, it's really interesting because uh my family um growing up uh, i know that my family they didn't worship any gods we didn't go to temple uh, but they would you know, just have like incense when, you know, like every year, you know, like the ancestor, you know, yearly, you know, like you would give, you know, kind of like a remembrance kind of thing. But my family was never religious. I was, um, but it was very interesting because um, I remember when I was little, I just always thought, you know, um, there must be angels. There must mm. be God, you know, just there must be heaven and so yeah just as a little child i always um believed there were there must be a god um yeah and so that kind of led to my story of um when i was i think it was around six years old and i was living just along with my mom and a group of teenagers one day they just knocked on the door and for some reason, my mom, she just let them come in and they just said that they're Christians. And so, so they just told um, me as a little child and, and they just told me about Jesus and how Jesus loves me. And actually, I never been to church up to that point. I never been to church and, but I just believed in everything that they said because I, I just believe in my heart there must be a God. And so that, that was the day I actually became a Christian and my, my, my mom as well. So do you, so you're surrounded by all these other religions though, Buddhism, Taoism, all these. So you have a choice, right? Of all these, <laughs> of all these other so-called gods. Okay. But then this yeah. day, teenagers come to your house and say, but Jesus, Jesus is God and Jesus loves you. 
So do you remember why you thought, well, this is the one that it is Jesus and not something else? Yeah, I think just because, you know, like when you go to the temple or you pass by the temples and, you know, like all the idols, they look kind of red and black and, you know, just like to me as a little child, I just felt like they're so ugly, you know, <laughs> just they don't bring me peace. <laughs> yeah. Um, but when you think about God or Christianity, you see the pictures about Christmas, you know, and about angels, everything's just so pretty and pure. And, you know, I think I didn't understand, you know, the word about holy. It just yeah. felt really pure and pretty. Mm -hmm. I think it just gave me a sense of peace and um yeah, just when I think about God, because I think in Taiwan, the only, I think most people, they also know about Jesus is more like related to Christmas. Yeah, okay. so like you know, pictures you see where, you know, it's a lot about Christmas. And so um, I think that's why, um, that's probably uh, why as a little child, that's what I would think about God, you know, just the sense of that joy and peace. Yeah. yeah. So, but this is just the beginning of your journey. So these people come in and you decide that Jesus is God. And so, but what happened after that? Cause you have a whole journey with Jesus into knowing him and knowing you. So can you tell us what happened after that? Yeah. So, um, I think unlike many people, you know, some people, they grew up at church, or at least you know people that grew up at church around people are around you. They're Christians. But um, for me, I didn't have Christians. I didn't know any Christians around me other than my mom. She had a really good friend um, and her family, they are Christians. Um, so I didn't go to church um, until um, I was maybe fifth or sixth grade in elementary school. But before that, um, so after that visit from the teenagers, that a whole group of teenagers came to my house, um, I I had, um, yeah, I think I, I was still just coming back to a really normal, normal life. Um, I didn't go to church and I didn't hear anything more about Jesus for, for some years. Um, yeah. So that time around, um, I think maybe the early elementary school years of my life was, uh, really tough because, um, my dad and mom, they were actually, they were separated and then eventually they were divorced. Um, but they never told me that they were divorced where, you know, what happened to their marriage. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't really know. And I was too afraid to ask because, um, because they didn't tell me or mention anything about it. So I felt, oh, it must be something that's shameful about it. That's why they never told me. Did so I was because so, your dad yeah. just moved out. So you just kind of accepted that he's he's separate from the family, but they never told you when they actually officially got divorced. So that's kind um, of interesting. Yeah. The Well, it, it wasn't that my dad moved out. Me and my mom, we moved out. 
Oh, so you we were bought, the mom of Dallas. She, Sorry. She, okay. she, she, bought, she bought a new house. Okay. So it was like a good reason, you know, like ah, we okay. want to move to that new house. And then he has work that he didn't want to move there. Okay. You know, so I think I didn't understand. I was just like, okay, I think they were divorced, but I wasn't sure. I was, yeah, not sure. And you, and you, and you thought the reason should be very shameful because nobody's talking about it. So how did that affect you even more? Because I don't know if, if you're, cause you, you know, we started this by saying you didn't really have, you didn't really like yourself. And so, you know, does this make things worse for you or? Um, well, at this point, I, I couldn't really tell. I just, I think just, I was just feeling shameful about, you know, this topic mm -hmm. about whether they're married or not. So I was never, I never had the courage to ask them mm -hmm. that if they're still married or they're divorced. So, um, but I remember the time that my, my dad, she, uh, well, he had, um, was my, the first time I met my stepmom, um, she, he, he brought his girlfriend at the time, you know, just when we went out and just, you know, he would bring me to, you know, have steak, and to go to like ice skating rink, those things, you know, just spend time with me. And, and so one time he started to uh, bring my stepmom along. And I remember um, the first time I saw her, I was really sad, like so heartbroken. I was just feeling like, oh, does this mean that now my dad, he doesn't belong to me? Like, they're mm -hmm. now together and who is she, you know? So I think that was the time I started to really feel, oh, maybe my dad, you know, he's like, he doesn't belong to me anymore. Before that, I, I, I still felt okay. It was just like, okay, I still see my dad every week, you know, on the weekends. So you, you kind of felt like she's taking him away and he's abandoning you. Is that? Is that an accurate statement? Well, things were the same. It just, you know, there was another person came in to mm. the picture, which they never explained to me who she is <laughs> other oh. than an, an auntie, you know? Um, yeah. And I remember, like, I think little child, you know, they just kind of guess, you know, they yeah. just kind of like, Oh, is this person, you know, like an enemy or, you know, like, who is this person? You no. Know? Um, but I remember I did go to the bathroom and uh, the restroom, public restroom and cry. I, I remember mm -hmm. that. Um, and I didn't remember after that for a while. And then, but then I, I remember one thing, uh, one day at my dad's home, his, his own house, um, I saw a really huge wedding picture of him and my stepmom. That was the time that I was like, so in shock and just felt like, oh my gosh, like, I don't have my dad anymore. And, and I you, just felt nobody, so to nobody told you that they got married, right? Is that right? Nobody told me anything. So <laughs> I, I, I think I didn't ask my mom until after college, after mm -hmm. university. 
I I I never asked them. It was just kind of like, I guess maybe they divorced. What 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 happened? You know?、Mm. Yeah. And so I don't want to rush you along, but but there's a point at which you and your mom moved to the United States. <laughs> yeah. So we,、um, because my mom is a teacher, she was a teacher, and so. Uh, she actually retired, got retired、um, because she,、uh, she was a lot older than me. Like she was, you know. You know、um, so, so she, we moved to the states when we're when when I was twelve years old、uh, because my un- uncle and aunt's family were in the states.、Um, so they just. Told my mom about you know in the states there's like better better education system,、mm-hmm. um, and my mom was a teacher and so she didn't、uh, she didn't really like the system here in Taiwan because they're just a you know they push a lot and just more strict a lot more strict here. But then you you were telling me that it was it was pretty rough because you didn't you didn't speak English so. Yeah, it was the worst, <laughs> worst time of my life.、Um, I yeah, I just now I just I'm like okay, I guess it's not very good to you you know just send your kid to a new country when they're so small. At least for me,、um, so I went when I was twelve years old and I couldn't speak English at all. I have some one-on-one lessons, you know, English tutoring when I was in Taiwan, but. Um, I couldn't understand a word people、mm-hmm. would say when I went there. But as a twelve-year-old, you know, you would think that okay, maybe she will pick up the language really quickly. But、mm-hmm. I was very shy, and、um, and I I think just、um, I was shy, and I didn't have a good self-image. <laughs> so when I went to the The junior high school, you know, like junior high is like the hardest time, right? I remember like, it being really rough. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so that was the time that I went to the states, and I remember every day I would, you know, before I go to the school, I would pray. I was like, "Oh my gosh, I'm going there. I'm so afraid." And and every day I would go to school, I would just like. Praying and just say, God, please help me because please don't let anybody talk to me and please don't let the teacher call my name because there's a many many times、um, when the teacher calls me and I say something and people will start to laugh because、oh. I didn't I wasn't able to speak English well. Did they bully、um, you as well? Were you bullied? Yeah, yeah. So just like. In school, you know, people will kick you, you know, slap you on the face. There's a lot of things going on as a junior high student. I mean, a lot of people probably can relate, you know. Yeah. Just and also, I was very nerdy. I wore glasses, you know. I was the fat, and I just really, yeah, just <laughs> I don't, you know. This is so sad, Zoe. Yeah, fresh off off the boat, you know. <laughs> wow,、um, it was intense, really intense. So, and then you began to struggle with something else. You were telling me,、um, yeah, yeah. So, 
Okay, so my junior high and high school was really interesting, um, really tough, but um, I started to, uh, because I was feeling very lonely and I tried to catch up with the schoolwork, but um, I just felt, you know, I didn't want to go to school. And so, you know, my friends, um, other Asian or Taiwanese friends, they would, you know, we would ditch school and <laughs> we did school a lot. Um, and I was, um, and I think I had a really hard time to even find belonging with the, the normal Taiwanese students because mm-hmm. um, they were, so in my school, it was a pretty much a Caucasian, majority Caucasian school. Um, and we had maybe like 40, 50 Asian or mainly Taiwanese, Um, but I had a really hard time to fit, even fit into that group. Um, So um, in high school, um, I started to hang out uh, a lot with um, a lot of um, students that they, they were just from different other schools. They were just like, they like to go out and party. Um, a lot of um, immigrants, like Taiwanese immigrants, that um, their parents just kind of brought them here and bought them a house and just kind of left them here to study. Um, and a lot of them, actually, they were in gangs, were just, you know, were hanging out with, with a lot of gangsters and, you know, in L.A., so I started to hang out with them a lot and, and we would, you know, go out and party and just, you know, stay outside and don't, didn't, I wouldn't come home until the next day. My mom was so scared about, you know, just me, just, you know, hanging out with people from gangs and, and she was, she would record my conversations. <laughs> on the phone and I would catch them. I was like, I, you know, like, what are you doing? I would, you know, just try to catch what she was doing. And um, I was smoking, you know, just went party a lot. And and I have boyfriends one after another because um, I just wasn't able to find good friends. Um, so do you think I you were, but do you think you were just basically looking for that? I mean, you, you mentioned it, right? You said you were trying to be accepted. You're trying to fit in. I mean, at several points you said I'm nerdy, like, you know, but so do you think you're, you're going into all this, you have these boyfriends and stuff and it's like, well, I just want to be loved. I want to be accepted. So maybe this is it and it's not working. Yeah. I think the sense of, um, feeling that I'm valued, you okay. know, just because I wasn't getting that mm-hmm. at school, you know, or anywhere else. And my dad wasn't there, you know, my mom couldn't speak the speak English. Um, I think I didn't feel, you know, I had a sense of value. And um, also, um, as, a, you know, new immigrant were, you know, just a new student like from another country coming into the States. I think I often would feel that, you know, I'm I'm lower than other people. Oh. You know, just the sense of like 
you know, other people who they can speak English better, and you know, I'm Asian and I'm just minority, and so、um, I was definitely trying to find my value and and just、um, feel that you know a guy like. A guy that I can look up to, and 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 I see value in 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 guys, you know. And and so when I hang out with a guy or dating, I feel I, a sense of value. <laughs> But okay, and then at. You're also. I don't know if it's at this point, but when we were talking earlier, you were saying that that you started to struggle with depression and and other things. And you eventually had a diagnosis for something. So, can you tell us a little bit about that?、Um, yeah. So, in university, actually, I was、um, actually I I dated somebody that、um, he had a girlfriend in 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 Japan at the time.、Mm-hmm. Um, so the the girl actually he was dating.、Uh, she knew about it.、Uh, so both of us we knew. And so all three of us, we all were in this together, you know.、Um, so I think just、um, with everything, you know, just all the bullying I was experiencing at school in the states, everything, all the environment, you know, I felt rejection, and then with this bad relationship.、Um, so after all these happened, after we broke up, you know, I moved back to Taiwan after university. I really、um, there was a period of time I really got into deep depression. I I had a when I moved back to Taiwan. I think that was the time that I was like, well, I guess you know relationships, you know dating relationships, they don't work for me because I wasn't able to be really loved, you know, where I wasn't even able to believe that I was valuable. Enough to be loved, and so I started to say, seek、um, value and significance,、um, my identity, you know, in pursuing like a career. So I I wanted to become a singer.、Um, so I was actually <laughs> writing songs, and I was working with a producer that、um, they just had a really hit band. In Taiwan was like the number one band. I was、uh, working with him,、uh, writing songs, and almost had my album out. I have, yeah. So that is such、um, a switch. I just want to say that because we we see you as the fat nerdy kid, then you become the party kid, okay, and now yeah, you so, become the singing sensation. Yeah, because I was <laughs> I was I was really rebellious. <laughs> I was really rebellious. Yeah. So I came back to Taiwan. You know, I would like go party a lot. You know, you know, I, I didn't like go sleep around, but which I just party a lot、um, mm-hmm. with friends. And then, and then I just,、um, I think, yeah, it's just, yeah, for, for for some, I don't know how it happened. It was just like. My aunt introduced me to a record label, like a producer, and 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 so because my family there、um, in Taiwan, they they are connected, more connected to the music industry and also television.、Uh, so I I think I was just like trying to be somebody, you know.、Mm-hmm. I wanted to become become somebody, like pretty, you know. I was like high heels, like. 
high, I always wear high heels, makeup a lot. And then, you know, I became from a really nerdy kid. I was like, I'm fed up with this. I need to become someone different, you know? Yeah. So I, my, my aunt was always like, I'm so, you know, I'm so nervous when you go out because you dress so little. Like, oh, <laughs> just like <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, that, that was me. So yeah, go party at night. And so, yeah. So I don't remember what you asked me. So no, so yeah. So you're, I, you were suffering from depression. This is what I, I find as like, oh, a, okay. for me, it was when you, we were talking earlier, one of the pivotal points in mm. your journey and you're, you're, meanwhile, you're doing this singing. Mm. Um, but then you, I thought you told me that you had, you got diagnosed with bipolar and this is when God sort of comes in to your life. Can you, yeah. is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So with the singing, you know, entertainment industry is hard. It's yeah. uh, tough. And also, um, so I think I wasn't able to handle that environment. And also I was in another bad relationship at the same time. And so, um, I got really, really depressed, um, just all throughout, you know, just trying to pursue a singing career in Taiwan. And, um, and then to a point that my dad, um, there was a period of time, uh, he went into the hospital because he had a stroke. My dad was really, he's like, um, yeah, I think he's like 50 years older than me, but mm. yeah, but he was already getting old. So, so he had a stroke and that was the time that. I really got really depressed um, because relationship didn't work well um, and singing career was difficult um, and my dad was in the hospital and that was the time that one night I remember I had a really, really horrible uh, nightmare and, and, and in the dream, I was like, something happened that I just couldn't face it. And so I, I woke up from the dream and I was just thinking, oh, I, I think I really, there's something wrong with my life right now. And I don't like the way it is going. If it's going that way, um, I don't think, you know, I can, I will have the courage to live. So that was a, actually the first time after a long while after I came to Taiwan, I I thought about God and mm. I was like, I, I think I need God. Not that the first time I thought about, I think I always was thinking about God, but then I felt he was distant because I didn't really know him. I, I, I kind of believed that he's there, but I was like, I'm too sinful. I'm not good. You know, I, I'm too, there's no way I can meet this God. There's no way, you know, he, he would love me or there was a couple of times I went to church and I just felt like, you know, people look at me like, you know, you're not a very good <laughs> person. So I didn't, I was not able uh, to really find help at church before 
Uh, but I remember that day woke up from the nightmare. I was like, I really have to find God if He seems to be the only person that can help me to set my life straight. Um, I don't know how to live my life. I think that was the the thought I have. Like, yeah, I I have I tried so many things and I try my hardest effort with relationship with work with everything, but. Um, I wasn't able to do this life well, and I I need God. So okay, so you make this decision. I need God. So do you go to church, or what happens then? Okay, so because I I knew a girl, she uh she was <laughs> starting like a church kind of little group in in the at our uh, production company, and so I thought of her, and so I just. I called her and I just asked her if I can go to church with her, and so um, that's how I returned back to church. But then, yeah. so did you get an actual diagnosis for bipolar, or not? Yeah, yeah, because um, I was I I think my emotion was going up and down like mm. crazy, you know, just because you know I just go party and just. Uh, have fun and I you know just go crazy with my emotions and then there's like one minute I'm just like high and one minute I'm just like super down Mm. and so actually I I had yeah diagnosed for depression um, bipolar and so the doctor gave me some medicines and I started to take them and I was like I started to feel kind of of numb you know my emotions and so I just talked to my friend who brought me to church, back to church. And I just, I just told her about it. And she just, so she, she has a lot of faith. She had a lot of experience with God. And so she just told me that, Hey, just don't take that medicine. Try not to take it. Um, because you're just starting. You don't want to, you know, just, um, can get off of it later. So she just suggested to me uh, to to listen to uh, worship song and sing worship song because I told her that when I go to church, um, I hear the songs at church. They really touch my heart. I would just feel um, like warmth, a sense of warmth. And so she told me that, hey, can you just, you know, listen, um, sing the worship songs and and just talk to God and also every day memorize, read the Bible and memorize one verse and tell me the verse. So that was what she asked me to do. And so I started doing that. um, And I, I really didn't have to take the medicine anymore. Just after after half a year, um, I think all the symptoms, they start to, um, I think for the first month, I could already see a difference because I usually would break down, you know, uh, twice or, or more a week. But when I started to listen a lot of the church songs um, and just seeing them, I, I just felt it was really strange. I felt love. Mm. I started to feel you know, some part of me that was empty, that was, I started to feel a sense of love that coming into me. And so I started to stop breaking down like before. 
yeah, so I started to um became I became more and more stable, and I didn't have I I didn't take the medicine after that, just one one medicine I took one time. Huh. Yeah. So, I mean, this is so interesting, right? Because you're up and down all around, and you've I've just been listening to you. The words that you're saying is, oh, I wanted to have value, I wanted to be someone. I mean, these are the kind of things that you've been saying. And then this friend comes to you and says, well, why don't you try this? Because you, well, first of all, you decided to seek God. Then the friend is like, okay, why don't you worship? Why don't you memorize scripture? And then you said that when you're doing this, you feel the love come into that empty space in you. So is this, so what is going on at this point in time with your view of Zoe? Um, I think that time I was so, you know, I think the the change of how I feel about myself, it kind of changed over a long period of time. Um, but at that time, I think it was really definitely the first time I started to feel more sense of love. I think because when I was growing up, I, I really close my heart to mm. my parents. So I don't think I ever really felt deeply that I'm loved until I started to, you know, go to church and there's, you know, and I start to sense love to come into my heart. I think that was huge for me, even though I so didn't quite understand, you know, who I was to God, but, um, someone actually, uh, spoke to me, um, our, our pastor's wife. Um, and the first time I went, went back, went to that church, she just told me about, um, you know, I have a word for you from God. And, and she said she has a word for me from God. And she told me that stop planning for yourself. Um, and just let everything go, let go and and follow God. And he is going to give you the desires of your heart. And I was very shocked uh, when she said that because um, all I do, uh, all I did in that period of time, I have a book um, about some kind of, you know, business book. It was, I don't want to say the name of the book, but I was just right. Uh, writing five-year plan, one-year plan, wow. 10 years plan, because a book was teaching me to do that. So I was like, oh my gosh, like God, he knows I'm planning, you know? <laughs> so I was like, oh, he knows me. And, um, because, there's and so no I, way, because there's no way she could have known this, right? Other no, than if God no, hadn't no. told her, you didn't tell her. So you knew it had yeah, to be yeah. God, right? Yeah, and then I also asked other people. I was like, "Hey, does my past our pastor's wife she tell people a lot? You know, like God says this, you know, to her and and whatever, you know." And and she was, and other people told me no, like they never really hear her doing that, you know. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so I was really yeah. I think I I wasn't able to really believe. But I was like, that must be God. I mean, he knows my situation. Mm -hmm. So this must be true, you know, with my mind. And so 
yeah, that 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 word totally changed me. Yeah, the word that she gave me, and to to make me to really think that okay, I I I think this is the right way. I I have I have to find God. So, so you you've begun this real this well, it began before when you accepted Jesus, but now you're opening yourself up to the love mm-hmm. God has for you. And then you get this word to let everything else go. Just let it go yeah. and just pursue God. And is there is there a definitive point or it's just a process where your your identity actually shifts to where you're like, you know, I feel okay with who I am. In fact, you know, I know that God loves me. Yeah. I think uh just because um I didn't know you know, I I always you know even after I came to church, came went back to, went to church, you know the the whole sense of like yeah God loves me, God loves everybody, right? God yeah. loves everybody. <laughs> he, mm-hmm. So I then I wasn't able until uh, there was a time that in my life I was going through uh, some tough things and um, I was reading the scripture I was starting to read from Psalm 103. And I really love the Psalm uh, because the whole Psalm um, from the Bible, it just talks about, you know, who God is, you know, how his love is just so big and so wide and, you know, how he is as a father, you know, he, who he is as a father. And there's a verse that was so highlighted to me. Um, at that time, it was the the verses. It says, "He crowns me with loving kindness mm. and compassion." Um, and so, for for a period of time, you know, I would just like, you know, when I read the word, you know, I just read it and I pray, I talk to God about it. Um, but after a period of time, it was very interesting. Like one day when I was reading that passage and, and just that verse about he crowns me with, you know, compassion and loving kindness. Suddenly I just felt something broke. Mm. Almost like that was my first experience with the word of God, you know, um, as being alive. So when you say, when, so just for the audience who may be unfamiliar, like, so when you say something broke, do you, what do you, what do you mean exactly? I mean, how did you know that? Okay. So, you know, I think most people know the sense of feeling being rejected, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, just, uh, you know, we all have our days where most of our lives, for some people, it's most of our lives. You know, you have a sense when you go somewhere where when you hang out with people, you, you would feel or guess that thinking that, oh, maybe that person doesn't like me. Mm-hmm. Maybe this person, you know, like a sense of like, people don't like me. You know, I think I have that sense all through my life. Mm-hmm. You know, I always felt... I wasn't being liked. I wasn't a likable person and people didn't like me, you know. But um, that day when I read that verse, he crowns me with loving kindness and compassion. I 
I think that that feeling of like I'm not being liked, you know, broke. The feeling of like I'm not lovable broke. So I I start to it's like the almost like that word was speaking to me just came through my heart and just you know and I was able to to know oh God actually you know he does pamper me you know he values me he he has compassion he's not like normal human beings you know he he has compassion and he has compassion and love for me um yeah so uh, that was my <laughs> i think that that was that have really changed me um it's it could be sound kind of strange to some people but you know after i had that uh, experience of you know feeling something broke because i felt god's word you know, was speaking to me, all my relationships start to change. <laughs> yeah. So um <laughs> this part I don't think Dr. Falco you have you haven't heard it. I remember uh it was a time that I was in uh some kind of you know Bible ministry school and you know I was still like have this sense of, you know, I wasn't being liked, you know. So, but there was like um, a group of people that I was making friends with, and they were from different countries. I remember there was two guys. One was from uh, Nor Norway, and one was from New Zealand, um, Denmark. And I was just like, oh, I really wanted to be, you know. They were like really, you know, a lot younger than me. I was interested in them, but I just wanted to be friends with all the people, and so I want to be friends with them. But then the the first part of my school, they I know that you know all these people. I was like trying really hard to be their friends, but then I wasn't able to feel like a feedback, you know, just a common, you know, thing. But when that that sense of rejection it broke, um, you know, just the sense of I was I realized that God, He has love for me, and I am loved. I was, um, all of a sudden, like all the people around me, they started to really want to come to know, get to know me mm -hmm. for the first time in my life, and they were just. Um, yeah, they were just telling me, you know, how I start to shine, you know, with oh. light and and love. Yeah, so that was a big thing for that's, me. That's huge. And I think that speaks to a lot of our listeners, Zoe. So I think this is a good point. If you want to add something else, please do. But otherwise, I'm going to ask you to please pray for those people who are listening because I know that there are people who relate to that where they don't like themselves. They don't feel, I mean, they feel like God maybe loves everyone else, but I think it's something very special to say, God doesn't lo just love everyone else. He actually loves me, you know? So if you could just pray for them, um, I would greatly appreciate it. Yeah. So um, for, for those of you that, are watching right now. Um, I just want to say it is not a coincidence because God loves you and I, I want to pray for you. And so, so Lord, I just pray for the person who is watching right now 
Um, Lord, you know, you know、um, everything about their lives, and you know the hardship、um, they have experienced in life because of rejection. How they feel bad about themselves.、Um, how the times that they really want people to love them and and to value them and to like them. But God, you say in your word,、um, and it's more than a hundred percent true, that you are a God of love and you love them. Yeah, God loves you、um, with His loving kindness and compassion, and He values you. And so I just pray for you、uh, today at this moment、uh, to be able. To receive love from God, and also to know that you are so valuable, not because,、um, you know, people's what people say.、Um, you are valuable because God has created you, and Jesus has died on the cross、um, to pay for、um, all the hardships,、um, all the weaknesses, all the bad things. In your life, so they can all、um, be taken away. So you will know you are so loved by God, and and you are so loved by His family. And He has a a family that He wants you to belong to because He is a good Father. And so I just pray that the love of God、uh, will touch your heart right now, and and just do what He has done for me. And to let you be able、uh, to know that you are a son or you are a daughter of God, of the the Most Almighty God, in Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you so much, Zoe. You have been such a blessing to me, and I'm sure to our listeners. So thank you so much for taking your time today. Thank you, Doctor Falco. It's my pleasure to be on your podcast. <laughs> And all you guys who are listening, thank you for being with Zoe and me today.、Um, we just—I just know this blessed you. And、um, so, just join us next time in a couple of weeks for our next for our next episode of the Grace Chronicles.